Turn with me, please, to the book of First uh, Peter, the first chapter, verse 5. Let's pray and release our faith. Last week, we began a new series called The Joy of Faith, and we want to continue with that. Father, we ask you for utterance. We ask you for the anointing. We ask you for the quickening of the Spirit. Show us exactly what we need to see and hear and know and do right now and what's coming up. Thank you for getting us ready and preparing us. We don't want to miss anything that you have for us. We want to come into the full measure of what you've called us to see and know, what you've called us to be and do. We say your will be done. Open our eyes, our ears, our hearts, our mind. Give utterance and anointing. Move by your spirit, by your holy angels, and accomplish exactly what pleases you. By faith, we believe it. By faith, we receive it. By faith, we yield to it. By faith, we do it. Somebody say, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Of the Word of God. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 1.5 says you're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein you greatly rejoice. Everybody say greatly rejoice. Now if the Bible just means rejoice it'll say rejoice. If it says greatly rejoice that's something else. This would include, if you look up all the words, it includes shouting loud. It includes jumping and spinning around. <laughs> so you got rejoicing and then you got greatly rejoicing. And now notice what circumstances they're rejoicing in. You greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations. They were going through some serious stuff. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The things that are going to shine and glitter later on past this life, past this world. It's not going to be money. It's not going to be things. It's going to be faith. (laughs) Our faith that has been proven in this lifetime, tested and proven, will gleam and shine like diamonds and gold. Hallelujah. And the Lord himself will praise it. Will praise Our faith. That's what this verse is talking about. And there are numerous other passages in the New Testament that reveal and talk about the same thing. Remember the Lord said, he will speak to some, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Now be ruler over much. That's him commending your faith and your faithfulness In front of others. I don't know how many others. I suppose a lot of others. (laughs) But numerous passages talk about this. Our faith is going to to gleam and shine and be praised. Verse 8. Whom having not seen you love. Faith is the substance of things 
hoped for, or we'd probably say expected, and is the evidence of what? Things not seen. If you can see it and feel it, you can't be in faith about it. How, I've heard people say, well, how can I believe I've got something I can't see? Well, how can you believe you've got something you can see? <laughs> well, it's there. Well, that's not believing. You're seeing it. You're touching it. It's too late for faith. <laughs> the only way you could believe it is if you don't see it yet. I better go over that slowly. Hold your place right there. Go to Romans, the eighth chapter. You're believing with me, right? Much misunderstanding about faith. I'm not claiming I know uh, everything about it. I know a little bit. I'm hungry to know a whole lot more. What I have learned has changed my life. Changed Phyllis and my life radically for the better. But what a lot of people call faith is just not faith. And there's a whole lot of confusion. People say, well, I'm a believer, uh, or so-and-so, they're strong in faith, but we don't know why, why this is. And you talk to them, and they're talking anything but faith. Well, I just don't know why this is happening to me. Why I don't have it yet. Well, how do you know you don't have it yet? Well, it's not there. So when are you going to believe you have it? Well, when it shows up. Well, it's too late to believe it. You're with me or not? What is faith? Substance of things expected. If it's sitting in your driveway, are you expecting it? No, it's there. If it's in your pocket, are you expecting it? No, it's there. So if it's there and you're not expecting it, you can see it, it's too late for faith. Faith is the substance or ground or basis of things expected, it is the evidence or proof of things not seen. If it's faith, it's not seen. And not yet in this realm. It is now in your heart, but it's not yet out here. You see it by faith in here, but you don't see it yet out here with your eyes. Romans 8, are you there? Yes, sir. Romans 8, verse 24. It says, we are saved by hope. I said, I thought we were saved by faith. <laughs> we are. They're both true. You hear some foolish people say, well, see there, the Bible contradicts itself. Mm. There's a lot of things you don't know. If you understood it, you wouldn't think it contradicted itself. Yes. If you have faith... You have hope. Yes, you do. So didn't you say it backwards? No. No, I said it right. Well, doesn't hope come first? No, it doesn't. Desire comes first. But Bible hope is the product of faith. Bible hope is confident expectation of something. And the reason you're so confidently expecting it is because you believe it. You're fully persuaded of it. And so your expectation is resting on the foundation of your persuasion. We're saved by hope. What does that mean? Are you expecting when you die 
the Lord tears is coming and you leave this body before he comes back, are you expecting to slip out of your body and go to be with Jesus? Go see your loved ones that have already gone on. Go see your place that they've built for you. If the Lord, you, you stay until he returns, are you expecting the trumpet to sound and the Lord to come, hallelujah, with the clouds of the ones he's bringing back and the dead in Christ to rise and you and I be changed in a moment, twinkling of an eye? Are you expecting that? If you're saved, you are expecting that. That's hope. It hasn't happened yet. Why are you expecting that? Because you believe. You are fully persuaded that Jesus died on the cross, paid for your sins, rose from the dead. You're persuaded this Bible is true. And when it says he's coming back, he's coming back. And it says when you die, you leave your body and go to be with him. It's true. That's why you're expecting it is because you believe it. Faith and hope are inseparable. Faith and expectation. If you believe something, you're expecting it. Faith is not seen and not yet in this realm. So being in faith puts you in a state of expecting. Is that right? We're expecting everything to work out. Expecting to have everything we need. Why are we expecting that? It's simply based on what the Lord told us. In his word and by his spirit. So there's a persuasion that causes us to expect. We're saved by that expectation, that hope. And that expectation that is seen is not expectation or hope. For what a man sees, why does he have hope for it? If you see it, can you expect it? It's too late to expect it. You're looking at it. (laughs) Keep reading. If we hope or expect that we see not, then do we with patience or perseverance wait for it. That's one reason I said we're not setting dates. We're not setting deadlines. If it's right to do it, we're going to stay with it until we get it. Whatever it takes, the Lord will show us, right? How will all that work? I don't have to know how. Just take steps. Whatever it is you're believing for, you're going to expect and be persuaded until you see it, until you feel it. If you already had it and felt it and saw it, you wouldn't have to believe for it. That's what faith is all about. Isn't it wonderful? What do you do when you don't see it? When you don't feel it? When you can't figure it out? When you don't have it in hand? What do you do? Oh, thank God for faith. That's when faith comes in. We believe we receive it. Believe I receive my healing. Well, you don't look healed. Don't feel healed either. That's why I said I'm believing for it. (laughs) Believe we receive more than enough money to pay our bills. Well, where's the money? I don't see it. No, that's what we're believing for. We believe he heard our prayer. We believe he granted our request. We believe we receive it by faith. And so we go ahead and thank him for it. But it hadn't happened yet here. So we are expecting, expecting, expecting. I know one of the first things Phyllis and I believe for, we were struggling a little bit. It hadn't happened right away. And uh, what did he say? Read this verse again. Verse 25. For if we hope, expect, for that we see not, then do we with what? Patience. Patience. 
That word also means perseverance. It's talking about persistence. Hanging in there. Staying with it. Do we wait for it? And uh, the Lord dealt with me. We, we were, I don't know, we were a couple of years into the ministry and in Bible school and believing for every lunch, every tank of gas, every pair of socks. And uh, anyway, the, uh, something hadn't happened yet. And I'm thinking, am I doing something wrong? Are we, uh, what, what else do I need to do? And why isn't it working? Why would you say that? Why have you decided it's not working? Well, I, I don't see it. Well, that's when you believe it. <laughs> the, the enemy, he works overtime. This is a very simple thing. But the enemy works overtime confusing people. And there's a temptation to walk by sight. But we walk by faith. Not by sight. Come on, somebody said out loud. I walk by faith. Not by sight. See, if you're walking by sight, what's the deal? You're not walking by faith. If you're walking by faith, not walking by what you see. Now, sight includes all the, the natural senses. Covers all of them. What I see, don't see, feel, don't feel. People say, well, I, you know, I, I still don't feel healed. That's exactly why you need to believe it. I still don't see the money. I still don't have the money to pay my bills, which is exactly why you need to believe it. If you already see it, it's too late to believe it. If you already felt it, it's too late for faith. And what is it that pleases God? That it's impossible to please Him without it. So, in our minds, we might tend to think, again, the airplane deal. This is something that's been a bigger thing for us to believe for right now. We might think that in a few weeks, whatever, and we got that plane sitting in the hangar, that, praise God, then that would please the Lord. Actually, the part that pleases Him the most is right now. <laughs> right now. That's what pleases Him. It's when we believe it, even though we don't see it. Well, do you want to please God or not? Well, is he more pleased when you see it, when you touch it, when you, the symptoms leave, when you got the money in the bank? No. Or is he more pleased when you believe you do and you can't see how it could happen? That's what pleases him. Do we want to please him? And yet your flesh will rebel against walking by faith. Hmm. Have you ever experienced this? Your flesh? Because it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for your flesh. Well, where's it going to come from? How's it going to happen? Well, they told me it couldn't work. They told me it was too late. They told me it couldn't be healed. They told me this is too much. They told me this is, can't happen. So how? And so if you're going to step out and believe anyway... In spite of all that, you have to overcome what you feel. You have to act like Abraham, who was fully persuaded. And he considered not Sarah's body 
and his own body, but was fully persuaded. Hallelujah. That what God said, he was well able to perform. Hallelujah. And so he gave glory to God by his faith. His faith is what pleased the Lord. (laughs) My, my, my. (laughs) When we stepped out to build these churches, what pleased God the most is when we didn't have it. And yet we're believing it. And we're saying we're going to do it. Once we get it done, you know, once we get it built, get it done, get it paid for, you know, then uh, a lot of times people shout and go, boy, here's the celebration. Well, no, God celebrated way back. Because <laughs> this, it's here, you're in it, it's paid for, it takes no faith at all. Amen. What pleases him is when your toes are in the Red Sea. And Pharaoh's horse is breathing down the back of your neck. And you're going, where in the world are we going to go? What? There ain't nowhere to go. Ain't nowhere to go. And God says, move forward. Huh? Huh? (laughs) And remember, the priest would step into the water. And other folks would come in. And you know, if the current's strong, it could just wash them all away. But they stepped right on into there. There and in the crossing of the Jordan. Stepped right on into there like they're going somewhere. And that's when the waters rolled back. That's when miracles happen. Dr. Lillian B. Yeoman said in her, uh, one of her books on healing, she said, God delights in his children stepping out over the aching void with nothing underneath their feet except the word of God. But after all, what's the earth hanging on? <laughs> We act like that's such a big thing, but what's our whole solar system? What's the whole universe? All things are upheld by the word of his power. There is nothing more secure you can step on other than the word of God. Everything else is temporary and fading away and going away. But when you're standing on the word of God, heaven and earth will pass away. But that word can never fail and will never pass away. Glory to God. And it pleases God when we do that. Before we see, before we feel, before we hear it, before we know it. Facing and ignoring glaring contradictions. Look again in Romans 8. 24. We're saved by hope. It helped me years ago to substitute the word expectation. If you look this up in the different dictionaries, Strong's and Vines and what have you, you'll see that's what it is. Because we use the word hope in our modern vernacular in a completely different meaning. So it can be confusing. So every time I see hope, I think expectation. Confident. Expectation. I'm saved. And saved is one of the big words. It not only means saved from hell, it means saved from disease, saved from poverty, saved from a curse of the law, saved from all. It's one of the big words in the New Testament. I'm saved, I'm healed, I'm delivered by confident expectation. But expectation that's seen is not expectation. If you see it, you're not expecting it. 
I know I've already said this two or three times, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to be redundant tonight. <laughs> if you see it, you're not expecting it. Why, how are you expecting something you already see? For what a man sees, why does he yet expect it? Hope for it. Verse 25. But if we expect for that we see not, we don't see, then do we with perseverance wait for it. Not a passive waiting to see if anything's going to happen. That's not faith. A confident, steady expecting what must happen. Hallelujah. Based on what he told us. <laughs> that pleases God above everything else in life. We need to focus on what pleases him. When you read scriptures like it says, Jesus, he said, I do always those things that please the Father. What does that mean? That means every waking moment and while he's asleep, he's doing it by faith. Everything he's doing. He preached by faith. He prayed by faith. He spoke to the wind and waves by faith. He walked on the water by faith. Every, he went to the cross by faith. How are you going to let them crucify you? How's that going to happen? He went through a moment of crisis as a man when he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And yet, I don't believe his faith ever wavered. He held fast. He believed for resurrection. He believed for redemption. Hallelujah. And on the third day, He was no longer believing for it. He was experiencing it. Hallelujah. And we're going to talk more about this in just a minute. But first there's faith. Then there's seeing. Go back to Peter please. First Peter. Anybody remember our beloved Mark 11. 24. What does it say? Jesus said what things soever you desire. That covers a lot of territory, right? Whatever you desire. Now, desire means whatever you want. You want a healing? You want a money to pay your bills? You want a place to live? You want a good way to travel? You want some good clothes? You want some good food? You want to be able to be a blessing to others and have extra and give and do? What do you desire? Well, Jesus said, whatever you desire, when you pray... Beg. Beg hard. And keep on begging. Religion will make you a beggar. The Bible will make you a believer. Believers are not beggars. Beggars are not believers. The psalmist said, I've been young, now I'm old. And I have never seen the righteous forsaken. And had never seen his seed begging for bread. Why? Because he didn't have to. <laughs> when you're a believer, you don't have to beg for it. Jesus bought it. He paid for it. You do have to believe for it. But if you're begging, you're missing it. 
When you pray, believe what? Believe what? Believe that you receive it. That word's also translated take. Believe that you take it. And what will happen then? And you shall have it. What did Jesus say? Believe that you receive them. Then what happens? And you shall have. When do you have them? After. After you believe you receive them. When do you believe you receive them? Before you have them. If you had it and it was looking at you, you couldn't believe you receive it. When do you believe you receive it? Before you have it. So don't I believe, I'm supposed to believe I have it? Exactly. Believe you have it. Which is not the same as having it. If it was, why did Jesus say it this way? (laughs) If you say, I have it now, where is it? I want to see it. (laughs) No, what's the correct way to say? I believe I receive it. I believe I receive it. (laughs) And you do that before you have it as far as seeing it, feeling it, experiencing it. When do you feel it, experience it, see it? After I believe I receive it. (laughs) Well, do you have it? Well, no, not not in my pocket. Do you have it? So you already feel better in your body. No, I didn't say that. (laughs) You still hurting? Yeah, but let's not talk about that. It's not a bad confession. Faith is not denying what's there. A lot of people have been confused about that. Faith is not calling what is as though it's not. It's calling things that are not as though they were. The same thing. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh Uh-uh. No. One of them's focusing on things seen. I have no pain. I have no pain. I have no pain. Ugh. I have no ooh. I have no pain. Uh. I have no pain. I have no pain. He didn't tell you to do that. Faith comes by hearing. And what are you hearing when you say that a thousand times a day? I have no pain. 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 You're hearing about pain. You're feeling pain, you're hearing about pain, you're talking about pain. He didn't say that. If you're in pain, there's something wrong with your body. What is not? Healing, strength, soundness. Right? So what do you do? Call those things that be not as though they were. Yeah, but my body's not healed. All the reason why you should call it healed. Believe you receive healing for it. The enemy has, he's ministered condemnation to people. Big time. And folks have received it and they thought, well, I don't understand. You know, I'm believing, but why isn't it working? If you were believing, you'd never say it's not working. 
The fact that you say it's not working is based on what? You don't see it. You don't feel it. So you're walking by sight. When you walk by faith, it's got nothing to do with what you see or what you feel. It's only based on trusting what he said. I call my body healed. I call my body healed. And you need to sometimes talk to specific things. Kidneys, listen to me. Work right. I'm talking to you. Kidneys, function normally. Lungs, I call you clear. Joints, I call you perfect. I call you loose. I call you normal. I call you strong. And what are you hearing? Strong, strong, healed, normal. If it felt that way, you wouldn't need to call it that way. Believe that it's that way. What things ever you desire, whatever it is, boy, you talk about a blank check. What things soever you desire. When you pray, do what? Do what? Believe. Believe what? I've heard people say, well, boys, I'm a strong believer now. I have a lot of faith. But they mean just in a general sense. You're talking about, I believe God is real. Well, the devils believe that. Isn't that right? I believe God can do it. He didn't say believe God can do it. I just believe if God wants to when he gets ready. None of that's in there. So people are believing all kind of stuff instead of what the Lord said. What did Jesus say to do? Believe what? Believe that you receive or take it. I believe Jesus took my infirmities. He bore my sicknesses. He carried my pains. He bought it. He paid for it. I believe I take healing. I believe I receive. Do we believe that he took our sins? Do we believe that? So can we take forgiveness by faith? Can we believe we receive cleansing and washing? Yes. Well, it's exactly the same to believe you receive. I mean, if you've missed it and messed up and you say, Lord, I, I believe I receive my cleansing. I believe I receive righteousness restored. Do you necessarily feel righteous at that moment? No. But if you'll believe it and continue to say it, those feelings will change. I said those feelings will change. Healing's the same way. Paying your bills is the same way. Everything else, they just live by faith. They just walk by faith. Everything works the same way. When you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. When do you have them? After you believe you receive them. <laughs> when do you believe you receive them? Before you have them. If you see it, it can't be faith. If you see it, you can't be expecting it. First Peter 1. Now one of the big indicators that you and I are doing this is mentioned right here in 1 Peter 1. 1 Peter 1. 
He said, verse 5, you're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein you do what? You do what? Over what? What are they greatly rejoicing about? Because the very next phrase says that they were in manifold temptations. <laughs> they were in some heavy stuff. So what are they rejoicing about? <laughs> Verse 7, that the trial of your faith. Well, what is trying their faith? The stuff they're dealing with is trying their faith. How do we know they're in faith? Because they're not crying. They're not depressed. They're not defeated. They are rejoicing. So they must not be going by what they're seeing and what they're feeling. Oh, come on, can you see this? That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes though it be tried with fire might be found in the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Verse 8. Whom... Having not seen, you love. A few people have seen the Master through specially granted appearances, visions. Not as many as those who say they have seen Him. <laughs> There's a lot of folks who say they've seen Him and they really hadn't. They just imagined some stuff. There have been a few talking about relative to the whole body of Christ, that have actually seen the Master. It's a special, special privilege. I have not. I could almost hear people saying, have you, have you, have you? No, I have not. I have not seen the Master. I want to. Don't you? Well, that's most all of us in the same boat. We want to. We're going to. Very soon. Soon and very soon. But did you know what pleases Him more than us seeing him. Loving him. Even though. We have not yet seen him. That actually pleases him more. So do we care more. About what we would like to have happen for us. Or do we care more about pleasing him. When you see the truth. You quit clamoring. For some kind of special appearance. And you're happy to please him. Feel like I lost somebody right there. Most of us are in this boat. We've not seen the master. And yet, do you love him? I said, do you love him? And though you, now you see him not, yet how do we know you believe in him and love him? You rejoice with joy unspeakable other translations say not utterable not expressible <laughs> why you don't have to see him to believe I believe come on who else in here besides me I believe I believe the master of the lineage of the tribe of Judah the son of David was born of Mary without the agency of a human father. I believe it. I believe he lived and he walked this earth and did everything it said in this book. I believe he went to the cross. I believe he rose from the dead. 
I believe he's seated right now at the right hand of majesty on high. I believe he is the soon to come king of kings and lord of lords. I believe he's everything altogether. He's alpha. He's omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's the first. He's the last. I believe when you see him, you will literally be blown away. You will just go, oh, he's so much better than I even ever imagined. And right now, especially the more we see him by faith, the more we experience him by his spirit, you can't express it. How good he is, how wonderful he is, how amazing he is. He's far more amazing than the brightest star in the galaxy. He made them. He's far more amazing and powerful than the pull of gravity on the biggest planet in any solar system. His love, Paul talks about praying about it, being able to understand the height of it and the depth and the breadth, how big it is and how his wisdom is beyond telling. And when you believe by faith, he said, if you believe and do what I say, I'll reveal myself to you. I'll make myself to be clearly seen and known by you. And when that happens, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. If you're not rejoicing, it's not because he's not real. It's not because he's not wonderful. It's because you don't believe it. Amen. You just don't believe it. But having not seen, you love. In whom though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Look at this phrase. I want you to say it more than once. Believing, you rejoice. He went on to say with joy. What happened? Believing, you rejoice. Say it again. Believing, you rejoice. Say it three more times. Believing, you rejoice. Believing, you rejoice. When you believe, you rejoice. <laughs> and when you believe a lot, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. What about when you doubt? You don't rejoice. You despair. The Lord gave me that phrase years ago. Doubt despairs, complains, and is sad. But faith rejoices, gives thanks, and is glad. To help me and those I was ministering to identify where we are. Am I in faith or am I not? If I'm depressed, what am I depressed over? Well, I don't have it yet. How do you know you don't have it? Well, see, stuck in the scene realm. Stuck in the feeling realm. You don't have to see it to get it. You can believe you receive it. And then you'll have it. If you already had it, you would need to believe you receive it. Oh, friends. Somebody is going to get something they hadn't been able to get. It's clicking for somebody. I said it's clicking for somebody. Several somebodies. You quit griping. You quit complaining. Why doesn't it work? Why doesn't it work? Faith doesn't talk like that. I don't know what's wrong. What's wrong? Who said anything was wrong? Why are you saying it's wrong? 
I believe that I receive it. So you feel any better? I'm not talking about what I feel. Was the report any better? I don't go about that report. I already got a report in here. And according to this report, I should be shouting. If I believe this report, the party is now. And, and when the symptoms change, that's not when God shouts. That's just the result of what happened here. When the money comes in, when the thing works out, that's not the big deal. The big deal to him, it delights him. It pleases him. Because this is how he created the universe. He believed it before it existed. <laughs> he spoke it before it happened. He said it and then it was. And we're faith children of a faith God. And he's training us down here in this life to rule and reign with him in his kingdom for eons to come. And you know how we're going to do it? By faith. It should just be a normal way of living before we get out of here. The just shall live by faith. We don't have to see it. We don't have to feel it. That's results. You want to do something to cause the results. <laughs> so you believe you receive it. You call it that way. You believe it. And you expect it. With no reason in the natural to expect it. You expect it. When there's 50 reasons why you shouldn't be expecting it in the natural. You had it, go ahead on and expect it anyway. Just like Abraham. Can you imagine Abraham and Sarah going to the clinic? 90 some years old. She's almost 90. This is, I'm talking about before they uh, conceived and, and had the child. And here at the clinic. What are y'all doing here? Well, going to have a baby. <laughs> How old are you? She's already been through the change of life. She couldn't conceive when she was 20. Could they have let that move them? Too old, too late, too many. Everything would tell you. But what did Abraham do? He considered it not. He was convinced. If God said it, it's going to happen. So he believed it enough, he went ahead and changed his name. She believed enough, she changed her name. Is that right? And every time they hollered at each other uh, from the kitchen or, or, or wherever, you know, they're saying, Father of many nations. Supper's ready. And he'd say, yep, that's me. Father of many nations. Hallelujah. And her the same way. Oh, my, my. Go to Hebrews 12th chapter. Man, I didn't intend to go this way at all. But we prayed, didn't we? We prayed. And the Lord's hearing our prayer. And answering our prayer. Can you begin to see that a whole lot of people that call themselves faith people are not nearly as much faith people as they'd like to imagine? <laughs> Just because you put a label on yourself, I'm a faith person, does not mean you actually live by faith and walk by faith. And if you're upset, you're disappointed, you're discouraged, 
Why? Over what? Why are you upset? Why are you discouraged? Because you're walking beside. Because of what you don't see. What you don't feel. What you don't have in your hands yet. That's where faith comes in. Isn't it wonderful? God has given us a means to change what we see. Or what we don't see. Just like he did with his faith. He's training us. Like father. Like sons and daughters. Isn't that how Jesus walked? That's why he could command the wind and waves. That's why he could speak to people and things happen. Why? That's God-like. And he's doing it as a man. By faith. And he said, if you believe on me, the works I do, you'll do also. And greater works than these shall you do. Why? How? By faith. We do it the same way. Said out loud, I don't walk my sight. I don't go by my feelings or by what I see or don't see. I walk by faith. I live by faith. And that pleases my Father. Hallelujah. It pleases my Father. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, what kind of witnesses? Faith witnesses from chapter 11, all those verses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. And like we've been talking on Sunday, the author and finisher or perfecter of our faith. Jesus is the faith master. Nobody ever did it better. Walking by faith, pleasing the Father every day, every hour, every breath, everything he said, did, thought, received. And nobody ever will surpass him being a better faith master. And yet he said you could become like him. Right? Obviously not surpass him. But how many think that's pretty tall cotton to be as him? Like him? That's... <laughs> You can't get no higher. But uh, here's how he did it. The author and finisher, a perfecter of faith, who for the what? For the what? How did he do it? He did it by faith. How did we know he had faith? He had joy. Where? When did he have joy? Where is this talking about? At the cross. This is how he endured the cross. He despised the mocking and the apparent shame of being crucified. This is capital punishment, like the worst murderer or the worst rebel would be killed. And people that didn't know any better were looking and saying, well, we wondered if he was a prophet from God, but obviously not. Look at what's happening to him. He despised all that shame. And he endured it by faith as what? For the joy that was set before him. How was he so strong at this trying time? The joy of the Lord is strength. 
Say it out loud. The joy of the Lord, the of the Lord is, is my, strength. my strength. Now we're not talking about what the world calls happiness. Mm-mm. This is something you can't get in the world. You cannot find from a bottle or a pill or buying everything in the store or anything else. People are happy because they're eating their favorite pizza. They're happy because they're watching their favorite show. They're happy because of their favorite sporting event. That's not what we're talking about. The joy, not just any joy, the joy of the Lord is you're in my strength. It is the quickening by the spirit of life. Have you ever experienced joy? Joy of the Lord. It's real. I said it's real. You can be so full of the joy of the Lord, it has some similarities to being drunk or high. That's not my idea. Is it in the Bible or not? He said, don't be drunk with wine where it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And part of that was singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks to the Lord. Expressions of joy include laughing and singing and shouting and dancing. (laughs) Sit out loud. Laughing, singing, Shouting, Shouting. dancing. How many adults, including Christian adults, go days and don't even smile? (laughs) Much less laugh. Much less a real laugh. How many Christians go months and years, never shouted their whole life? This is why so many are so weak. And the reason why folks are not doing this is lack of faith. Don't believe. Go more by what they see, what they don't see, what they feel, what they don't feel. If it looks bad, reason to feel bad. If I don't have it, it's reason to be depressed. But if you believed that no matter what you're seeing and feeling right now, God's already heard your prayer. Things are already in the works. That gives you the ability, if you believe, joy begins to come up in you. Of this confident expectation and an excitement works in you. How could Jesus endure the cross? For the joy that was set before him. He could see Faith Life Church. Branson and Sarah. He could see all the other churches in in the U.S. and the world. He could see all of us delivered from our condemnation and our shame. He could see all of us not going to hell, but going to heaven with him. He could see all of us. Free throughout the ages 
And it was the joy of seeing your deliverance and my deliverance and your cleansing and my cleansing that kept him so strong he could let them nail him to the cross. He could let the judgment come on him. Because this is momentary. This is what I'm seeing and feeling, but it's momentary. That's where I'm going. I can deal with this because this is about to be over. Oh, come on. Can you see that? I can deal with these feelings. They're about to be over. I can deal with this not having money. It's about to be over. I can, I can deal with this pain. About to be over. For the joy, the joy that's in front of you, before you, I'm expecting it. And it makes me happy. Hallelujah. And that pleases the Father more than when you feel it and see it. That's the part that pleases Him the best. I reckon He punches the angels sometimes. Look at that. Look at that. Have you ever seen such shouting of somebody that's in the mess that they're in? Look at that. That's my boy. That's my girl. He's not trying to figure it out. He's already got it figured out. The Bible said when the heathen are making their plans and their wicked schemes, he that sits in the heavens laughs. He goes, they actually think that's going to work. He knows the end from the beginning. Oh, but when you and I trust him, we're not moved by what we don't feel. We're not moved by what we don't see. We're not moved by what we don't have. We believe what he said. And if he said, if he said he supplies all our needs, then I can deal with what's happening now because all my needs will be supplied. You just watch. I mean, when the dust clears, I'll be standing here with everything I need. And if you're crying, go, why isn't it working? I don't understand. Where's my money? Where's my money? Where's my money? You're not in faith. You're not walking by faith. No faith there. Well, I'm a believer. Well, you're not acting like one. <laughs> this is not how believers talk. <laughs> Maybe you're a believer in God, but you're not believing for this situation. Maybe a better way to say it. For the joy that was set before him. Somebody say, for the joy, for the joy that was set before him. Go with me to the book of Acts, the 16th chapter. Acts 16. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Walking by sight keeps you in the present. Faith puts you in the future. When right now is not pleasant, you need to switch channels. <laughs> and you need to change channels to tomorrow by faith. Or, or one, you know, not setting a date, but what's in front of me, what's before me, the Word of God coming to pass in my life. Go ahead and be happy about that right now. And that gives you the strength to deal with the unpleasantness that's happening right now. If you believe there is no future, there is no victory, there is no miracle, you can't help but be depressed. 
But if you believe the word and you're really in faith, you're expecting. You're expecting something good to happen. You're expecting great things to, to break out and take place. You're expecting. You're expecting all my needs to be met. You're expecting my body to change. I'm expecting answers. I'm expecting. I'm expecting. <laughs> what if I don't get it all right? If you messed everything up, this life's going to be over about that long. And what's going to happen to you then? I'm out of here. I'm with Jesus. You got something to be excited about no matter what if you're a believer. You're a believer. <laughs> listen to the, you're in um, Acts 16, but listen to these. They'll put up on the screen for us. Matthew 5, 11. Matthew 5, 11. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you, falsely lying for my sake. Verse 12. Do what? Do what? When people are lying on you. <laughs> when people are treating you bad because of your stand for the Lord. What did he say do? He didn't just say rejoice and be glad. Rejoice and be exceedingly. This gets into that shouting and jumping and spinning stuff. Be exceedingly glad. Why? Because you enjoy people lying on you? No. Because you, why are you shouting? People are lying about you. They're defaming you. They're making up stuff. And what do you do? What did I ever do to them? That's just a lie. That's just a lie. It's not true. So you try to fix it and you try to run around and tell everybody he did not say that. He did not say to do that. What did he say? Rejoice about what? Because your reward in heaven, which is very real and just in about 10 minutes. Your God time, you're going to get it. Because that's how they treated the prophets who were already there. They lied on them. They, they were against them because of what they believed in God. He said rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Luke says it this way. Luke 6.23 Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. Why? Hallelujah! They lied on me. They lied on me. They lied on me. Why? That's how they lied about Elijah. That's how they lied on Elisha. That's how they treated Isaiah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I'm in the same boat with Elijah. Glory to God! Am I acting on the Bible? Is that how most people do? No. They get hurt. They get bitter. They grieve. They're discouraged. Why would you be like that? Because you're, you're not acting like a believer. You're not believing. Should we take Jesus seriously? Huh? Well, let's back up. Back up to verse 22. Blessed are you when men shall hate you. Why do they hate me? And when they shall separate you from their company, they kick you out. They take your name off the roll. 
They'll tell you you're no longer welcome there. <laughs> and reproach you and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake because of you following him. Not just for any reason, but because of you following him. Verse 23, the day they do that, do not go home and cry. Do not lay down and cover your head and feel sorry for yourself and be ashamed to go out in public anymore. Jesus despised the shame. And it was because of the joy of what he knew was in front of him. Great in heaven, for in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. Acts 16. What does James 1, 2 say? You're in in Acts 16. What does James 1, 2 say? Count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations. That's not natural. That's not natural. That's not like the world. That's not like most of the population on the planet. If you're going through something, if something's hard, if something's bad, people do not count it all joy. If it felt like joy, you wouldn't have to count it as joy. If it looked like joy, you wouldn't have to count it joy. We see in Acts 16, Paul and his company, Paul and Silas, endeavoring to go into all the world and preach the gospel. But they get to one place and the Lord says, no, not here, not here. So they go to another place and the Bible said the Holy Spirit forbade them. said, nope, no way, not here. Yeah, but I thought the Lord should go into all the world. He said that to the whole church. You can't go to all the world individually. So where should I go? Where he tells you to. And don't go where he tells you not to go. Will the Lord tell me some places not to go? Yeah, he told Paul one time, get out of here now, quickly, because they will not receive your testimony. Get out of here quickly. And when the Lord tells you get out of here quickly, you do not hang around and say, I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to trust the Lord will protect me. He was protecting you when he told you to get out of there right now. (laughs) So anyway, Paul had a dream. And he saw a man said, come over here and help us. And they got it in their spirit. That's it. That's where we're going. So they went. And they went to Philippi. Philippi. They went out to the riverside where some prayer meetings were going on. and Some folks heard the word, got saved. And one woman in particular, and she said, oh, please, come back to my house. And they were staying there. Things were going good. And, and then there, this little young girl started following them around, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God. They tell you how you're supposed to live. This happened for days. And Paul was irritated. And finally turned around and said, Shut up and come out of her in Jesus' name. She was a fortune teller. And uh, a mystic. And people made money off of her. And they realized when he said that, her fortune telling days were over. And it made them so mad because this is money that they're not going to get. And so they dragged them to the authorities and they uh, beat them and they put them inside the prison cell. Verse 22, Acts 16, 22, the multitude rose up together against them. The magistrates rent off their clothes. They tore off their clothes publicly 
and they commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they beat the pudding out of these guys. Not a couple of whacks, many stripes. Stripe is not like a zebra stripe. <laughs> this is a laceration. Many lacerations. They, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. And he receiving such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks so they cannot move. They're hunched over, their feet in the stocks where they can't get out. Their backs are, are bleeding and open. They got many lacerations. And at midnight, Paul turned and said to Silas, man, we must have missed God, brother. I'm sorry. I drug you over here to this God-forsaken place. I don't know if we'll ever get out of here. I, I left everything I had. I had a promising career. <laughs> I, I was the poster child for the Pharisees. Man, I was their golden boy. They had plans for me. We may never see daylight again. And they cried. Huh? No. No. That's not what faith does. No. Why did God let us get beat like this? We're over here trying to do His will. You got to watch about asking too many whys. There are always going to be some things you don't know and don't understand. You don't have to understand to have faith. That's why faith is so wonderful. You cannot have a clue why or how, but you can believe. How can we tell if you're believing? Joy. 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 So at midnight, midnight's the darkest hour. Midnight's the latest hour. After that, it starts getting early. The darkest, the latest, the innermost prison in stocks, beat back, shredded, Bleeding, hurting. What'd they do? Pray. They prayed? Yep. And it must not have been a sad, solemn, unbelieving prayer because when they got through praying, they sang praises unto God. And it must not have been a little quiet song because all the prisoners heard them. They heard them doing what? Singing what? Dirges. Singing the blues. No. Singing praises. Oh, somebody say praises. Praises. Praises to God. What were they in there singing? They must have believed what Jesus said. When people treat you like this, that's how they treated Jeremiah. That's how they treated these other guys who are famous forever. For being God's voice and being God's instrument. You are being treated and handled like them. Not because of some sin you committed or crime you committed. But because you're preaching the gospel. Because the Lord's the one told you to come over here. And you did what he told you. And you preached what he told you. That's when the Lord said, leap. Jump. 
for joy because your reward is so big. So you don't know it yet, but your reward is so great and so big. They couldn't jump because they're in the stocks, but that don't keep them from singing. They sang and they praised God. They sang and they praised God. They sang and once in a while they go, ooh, ah, boy, I'm going to have to move just a little bit. Ah, and then they hung another note. <laughs> this is faith. This pleases God. And on this particular night at midnight in the dark dungeon, the smelly feet in the stocks, lacerated back, it pleased God so much he had to come in. And when his presence came into that place, there was an earthquake. The ground quaked, but this was no ordinary earthquake. The building didn't fall down. Only thing that happened, the foundations were shaken and the, everybody's door flew open. And this is a very strange earthquake in that everybody's bands fell off. <laughs> this is some earthquake. <laughs> keep reading, keep reading. And the keeper of the prison awoke out of his sleep. All the prison doors are open. He said, oh no, because they had told him, that's why he put them in the inner prison. You do not let these guys get away. You, they better be right where we told them. So he said, man, they're going to kill me anyway. He drew out his sword. He's going to kill himself, supposing the prisoners have been fled. This is before electricity, you got to understand. It's pitch dark in there. Yeah. Paul cried with a loud voice, said, don't do yourself any harm. We're all here. He called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. He brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Glory to God. When did all this start happening and was set in motion? They're not crying. They're not feeling sorry for themselves. They are praising singing praises to God in the darkest, stinkiest place with their backs cut open. If they can do it, why can't you do it? Why can't I do it? We can if we will. It's a choice. Verse 31, they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved and your house. 32, they spoke to him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them that same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And he was baptized. They had a baptismal service. By this time, what time is it? Two in the morning? He and all his immediately. When he brought them into his house, he set food before them. And what? And what? And what? Rejoice. Why is he rejoicing? Because he's believing in God with all his house. Isn't faith wonderful? I said, isn't faith wonderful? Doubt despairs. Doubt complains. Doubt is sad. Doubt feels. Why? If you feel sorry for yourself, why are you feeling sorry for yourself? Why? If you believe the truth, you'd have something to shout about. Right? Yeah, but all my bills are this and yeah, and my body and this. That's where faith comes in. Believe you receive more than enough money to pay all these bills off. Believe you receive more than enough healing to get you back in the road again. Is that right? Get you back fixed up, yes. fit and strong and right? Yes, sir. Yes. Believe you receive. Yeah, but it's not. We know it's not. That's why you got to believe for it. Amen. Yeah, but I hurt so bad. How can you get past it? Jesus dealt with the cross. He endured all that. By what? By the joy. 
that was before him, that was in front of him. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, friend, it is an amazing freedom when you and I are no longer controlled by what we're seeing around about us. Our feeling in our bodies or in our, no longer affected by that, we become impervious. We take on the unconquerable spirit of faith. Hallelujah, the victory that overcomes the whole world. And no matter what's going on, you can endure it. You can come through it. Why? Because you're not looking at this. You're looking at that. Hallelujah. For the joy that is set before me, I'm coming through this. This is temporary. This is temporary. I'm coming out right now. As we speak, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. In Jesus' name, I believe I receive. Somebody say, I believe I receive. I believe I receive more than enough healing. I call my body healed. I believe I receive more than enough money. I call my bills paid. I believe I receive it. And when do you rejoice about it? When? When do you rejoice about it? Well, you'll rejoice about it exactly when you believe it. And when do you believe it? You believe you receive it before you have it. And when do you have it? After you believe you receive it. Stand on your feet, everybody. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody say, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Let's act on what we've been hearing. If we believe we receive, let's begin rejoicing right now. Begin rejoicing over that, over that situation, over that thing. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for more than enough. Thank you for more than enough. Thank you for abundance. Thank you for victory. Thank you for direction. Thank you for light. I rejoice. I rejoice. I rejoice. I rejoice. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.